Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Hey everybody, welcome. Um, For those who have been listening for a while, thank you. And if you're new, hi. Uh, (laughs) Today, this episode, we are going to talk about the all-defensive team, how being defensive as a husband can spill over from one area to a lot more areas than we'd like, and that effect it can have on your marriage. We'd also like to invite you to link up with us on our socials, Searching Marriage is Tougher on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can also link up with us on marriagestougher.com where you can request to be a guest, give us topic ideas, ask questions. Um, if you would like to be a guest, fill out a short form. Uh, we'll qualify you to be on the show. Ultimately, we're just going to ask you a couple questions and uh, you know get that ball rolling. Uh, maybe you can get a little bit of coaching. But outside of that, let's get this show on the road. All right, so... All defensive team. I think the idea is a little self-reflection <laughs> and seeing where we've grown in this area and maybe where we haven't. Um, just being defensive in general doesn't solve a lot in life, <laughs> much less your marriage. Um, so... When I when you think about all defensive team, right? It's sports reference. Just those dudes that are you know lockdown corners, make all the tackles, you know stop anybody, you know in basketball or you know any position, right? They're running at you in soccer. You know you're doing what you need to do to hold it down, which is a good thing. But <laughs> but in marriage, being super defensive is not that great of a thing. Um, when I talk about, or when we say being in defensive in marriage, what do you think about Brian? Just as you were talking, it made me think you shall not pass, right? You, you, you have your walls up and it feels like you're trying to protect yourself from something. And I mean, I'm definitely on the all pro team for that. Um, I just went through it last night to if I'm being completely honest it's and it's it's really kind of funny because I'll have an easier time of talking to you about it but there when it when it comes to christmas time for me it's kind of like this trauma that I'm reliving and I'm trying to be better about it for the sake of my children and my wife. Um, But it is really a huge struggle for me to just enjoy Christmas the way most people do. Right. And because we haven't necessarily had a deep conversation about it, my wife doesn't understand. And why would she? Right. But for me, every time she starts asking me questions about 
why I have this adverse reaction to everything Christmas, um, the memories of those things start coming up, and then I just tend to go on lockdown. I'm like, nah, nah I'm just going to be over here angry in the corner. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, you know, she's trying to pull things out of me. And, you know, it's like typical story, man. I I put up my walls and I'm just there blocking all the shots, <laughs> protecting my ribs. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, she's getting frustrated and, you know, and like you said, it leaks into other things, right? Like, so she could be, so ultimately what happened is just, just last night, she's trying to solve a problem that she can't understand what it is. So how could she possibly solve the problem? And in my mind, I'm yeah, like, of course, just move on because you're not coming in here, <laughs> which I, you know, I understand that I shouldn't be doing that. Um, but again, you know, this is like a, a, a trauma area for me and I'm still trying to work through it myself and I'm not prepared to tackle that with her just yet. Um, so it's, it was a tough go of it. I hope that answered your question. Wow. Um, <laughs> thank you, uh, for sharing, right? Thank you for the that space of vulnerability you said a couple things you know immediately you know about walls mm -hmm. and being guarded and i just visually seeing like those things just happening just bloop, bloop, like super fast wall build like in minecraft or something like <laughs> yes. speed version you're watching like youtube video just pops up and it's there and um you know thinking of an mma fighter like trying to block you know, all the things when you said blocking the ribs and all that. And a lot of times we're defensive and we're it's a perceived attack. Mm -hmm. But it's not even a real attack, right? Your wife is not coming at you with trying to give you body blows. Like she's trying to solve a problem that she's not equipped to because you haven't given her that space to yet. Mm -hmm. um, so she doesn't even know how deep it is. Right. Right. Um, so which and I think a lot of times our, our defensiveness, it stems from something else. And then whoever we're being defensive with, like they can't they either don't see it coming, they don't understand why it's happening or they're just living life, not even know that we're having a defensive reaction in our like being. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, so, it, and it's tough yeah, because it's, like I see how it's affecting her. And by all means, I would love to just be able to snap myself out of it, you know, but to your point where you said it kind of leaks into other areas, you know, more or less, it sometimes, even though I know it's not her attacking my defenses, right, I feel like to some extent, if I give up some of my ground, then I'm going to be forced to talk about the things I don't want to talk about or that I'm not ready to talk about, right? So then those defenses stay up and then she could completely change the subject, but I'm still being defensive because I'm like, no, nah, this is just a tactic. Like you're going to circle back and make me re-experience something that I don't want to 
feel right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, listen, I get it that it's not fair to her. And it's something that I'm trying to work through. Um, I, at this moment, simply can't do it. Yeah, so I did not see this going this way. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, here for it all the time. Um, there is, obviously for this specific situation, um, there's a couple ways you can do it, right? Mm. I know you said you can't, you know, face it right now. You don't feel like you're equipped. Um when I don't know if your if your therapist is available during the holidays or it's hard to get in or whatever, but maybe that's a a good resource to try to get in before. I mean, at the time of recording, it's literally like a week away. So, <laughs> right. um, so I don't know if that's that's going to happen. Um, two, you can try to dive in it without the guidance or of the tools of the therapist and see how that goes. Three, you really monitor yourself and push through this season and then attack it after this season, right? Like talk to your therapist or and or just talk about it as it's not the holiday season. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it, because the holiday season, like whenever you have a, trauma response like you don't want to be back in that situation and talking about it at the same time because <laughs> right. then it's like double the trauma yes right um so if you guys can you know maybe sometime in january just go out or something or go somewhere out of the house and just talk about it um it would probably be easier for you to talk about as it's not actively happening to you yeah, as well. and, and that's um, where I'm at. The The suggestion I made and ideally where I would like to be is to have us both have a session. And I think that creates a second layer of accountability for me to mm-hmm. just put it out there, right? Um, and for whatever reason, it feels less threatening to have that third party in the room while I'm trying to, you know, deep dive into something like this. Mm -hmm. So with that being the case, again, you know, it is tough, like you said, to do that at this time of year for me. Um, And especially if it's just the two of us trying to, to hash this out. So the the third thing you said is definitely where I'm at, where I'm, like you said, monitoring my reactions to certain things and more or less just trying to fight my way through them without that sour look all over my, <laughs> my person, yeah. right? Uh, because her, her, her idea for the season is that you know, we're supposed to be creating positive mer- memories for the kids and for the family. I get that 100%. Mm-hmm. I don't want my problems to become the kids' problems. Right. Right. Um, I don't... How to say this? I 
I've already started to get questions from the kids like, are you going to like participate in X, you know, X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, my problem is I don't, I can't even fully explain it to myself why I struggle to participate in certain things. I just know that it's painful, and I'm just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back off for a little bit, you know. But if I put myself in their shoes, their perspective is like, Daddy just doesn't want to be here right now with us. So, mm-hmm. trying to fight through that. Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, it's right on par with what we're saying, <laughs> what we're saying, which is why it's such a great example. Um, there's so many layers to being defensive, right? We may think it's just one small thing, but it can essentially be deeper, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And yours is an obvious one that you you understand and know, but mine can be something totally different. Like I'm totally having a good day, and then something comes back, and it's like, wait, why did I just react like that? What yeah. am I doing? Um, but a lot of times I don't catch it. And then it's like, oh, this happened. Just like you said, like, I'm defensive for this one thing. And we're totally moved on. Ideally, like in a regular world, we're just changing conversations. But after that, it's like, okay, my guard's still up. Like, what's going to happen? Like, my body is still reacting to what was happening before and my brain is not letting me fully dive into the next thing mm-hmm. without thinking everything's suspect. And I think as you recognize, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough if you're not trying to be self-aware um, to even kind of get better or figure out ways to stop it as you see it happening because i mean we all get defensive but it's like how soon can you reset yourself resetting is so important um when talking about being defensive for sure because once you feel attacked you you could be on guard for a while but if you can figure out how to push through it then you know that defensive time is mitigated significantly yeah, and I think that's a place I struggle as well, resetting, right? Like, I'm so good at being defensive that I could legitimately just lock down for a week at a time and push through the other areas of my life and just still have that wall there, right? Um, again, which I, I realize is unfair, and I see how it is affecting the family, right? Um, and, you know, so the, this is, goes to say that I did make a promise to my wife that I would try to be better about these things. And that is also to say that I am trying to be better about them. The issue is... If I make any progress, she wants more, right? So it's like in my mind, I could say, all right, I'm willing to meet you here. 
right? And then she like backs up and the the, the gap gets bigger. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> like I'm not ready to go that far. You feel me? And so then it it's like two steps forward, one step back, that sort of deal. Like so I'll I'll meet her there, she backs up, and then I'm like, wait, no, now I gotta back up because you're you know, I don't know if that's a better way to visualize it for people, but you know, it's it's like a, a retreat, I guess. No, that that makes sense. It's almost it makes sense in the process of our brains, right? Because mm-hmm. you you go to meet and you th- you push through and you're somewhere, and then you see there's it's the line has moved. So you're actually now kind of backing up and reassessing, like, wait a minute, like, am I real? Am I going to move forward now? Am I going to stay back here? Am I going to stay where I am? How do I feel that the line moved? Like <laughs> you're trying to process all these things at once. Um, and when we're talking about, that's the thing. When we're talking about trauma, it's it's such a process, and mm-hmm. things don't always happen quickly. Right. So using this example, right, you, you know, you guys have a session, you talk it out, you know, in mid-January, end of January, it's cool. But you really won't see the effects of that for another 300 and, you know, 50 days or, you know, 400 days till it's Christmas again. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, let's see if, if this works. Um but it's a process. Yeah. It's, and yeah, it's, it's definitely a process. And I thank you for bringing that up uh, because I know that it's not going to be, you know, something quick that I'll be able to just get over or whatever. And, you know, having that reminder that those buttons might not be pushed for a, a whole nother year. I don't want to be out of practice, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that reminder of, hey, maybe we should check in every once in a while, especially when October, November roll around, just to make sure you know everything's on par for whatever progress we did make, right? Because um, I, I, I definitely don't want to regress. The kids are only little for so long. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing I do want to say is it it seems in my mind right now that it's a lot easier for me to bring this up with you. Um, but that is also to say that I've not necessarily said anything about what the trauma is. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're like, I was we're, about to say, we haven't really addressed anything. Yeah. Like we're just talking about the theoretically how to get over it. Right. right. And what, what it is. So that also is different. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know if you, you guys had even a conversation like this. Um, but it's definitely, like you said, when you're not talking about the thing, mm-hmm. you're talking like about, the things about the thing, right, right? It can be an easier conversation, yeah. But once you lean into what it actually is, you know that that opens all the doors. Yeah, yeah. It, this, you know, more or less, is just an, an entry point. Um, but you know, short of walking through that door, <laughs> you know, the door might be open. It's just, you still gotta walk through it. So yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, just there's many facets of why we are defensive. Mm-hmm. And it can be so it can be things that we hold dear to, like it's mm-hmm. um maybe things that we think we do very well or that we do do very well. And someone may want to push us to be better. But we're defensive about this area because maybe other areas of our lives aren't as together. So, like, this is the one thing that I'm doing well. Please don't come and poke holes in this because this <laughs> is this is the one thing I, I love. I, I, I know at least, if nothing else, this is good. And, you know, just like we talked about, you know, a couple weeks ago, like, good is the enemy of great. So if we're trying to be great as husbands, like we have to be able to recognize when we can be better. And again, it's like a self-aware, not that we're, and we're not always ready. I think sometimes we're not ready. Mm -hmm. And then that initial reaction to defend just happens. But if you can, again, push through that, recognize it's happening, um, or even after you have, you know, a, a stint of being defensive, like evaluate, like why did that happen, and how next time, how can I stop it from happening? Um, those are some ways that you can mitigate, you know, and reduce those bouts of being defensive and stopping it from spilling over um, to other areas. I mean, I was just thinking, like in basketball, right, like. Once you get into a defensive stance, like, it's almost awkward to just stand straight up, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like, you know, your knees are bent and all that stuff. Your hands are out. Like, to just stand straight up and, like, walk off the court would be weird. (laughs) So, like, it's like a, it's a gradual thing uh, to move. So, like your posture is like, you're just always ready. Like, what's the next thing that I can defend? (laughs) Yeah. And it just, it it can spill over for sure if you don't catch yourself. Yeah. You know, I I wrote down the word exposure. And that is basically what we're talking about here, right? These potentially past wounds get exposed. Uh, Like Paul was just saying, your potential weakness in a certain area might get exposed, right? So that's what we're talking about, poking holes in the things that we feel that we're good at. But what exposure provides for you is the, well, number one, the ability to confront yourself about the things you need to improve on, right? Because you might know there's a weakness there, but until it gets exposed and you see what the actual effects of the weakness are, either it be to you, to your family, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to correct, you're much less likely to do anything about it unless it gets exposed, right? So this conversation that my wife and I had last night at least pointed out some things to me about how 
what is happening within me is affecting her and the family. Um, and then second to that, it also allowed me to really sit and think about what are the things that are hurting me, right? So I had to confront them a little bit while I'm sitting there and uh, you know speaking with my wife. And it gave me a little bit of direction on some of the work I need to do, right? Which, which is helpful. <laughs> you know, it, it might burn a little bit in the beginning, um, but you know, you can remember being a kid and your parents saying, "Hey, we're going to put a little bit of this uh, liquid on here. It, it'll be all right." <laughs> the brown bottle, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's going to clean out the wound a little bit. <laughs> but um yeah man, it's it's a necessary step in the process. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, exposure. That just can mean so many things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's necessary. Absolutely. Well, I think we're coming up on time. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say as far as defensive um, or on this topic? I mean, I going into this episode, knowing what just happened last night, I still didn't expect this episode to go this way. Uh, I'm glad I di- it did. Uh, and I, I mean... All I can say is I, I really hope that it helps somebody out there because uh, as I talk through my stuff, as Paul talks through his stuff, you know, our, our real hope is one that we become better, but showing the men out there that we're willing to talk about it and have conversations about it and hopefully eventually show you the results of us being able to talk about it now will keep you coming back right hopefully encourage you to have conversations and uh you know deal with the things that we're ultimately hiding behind walls right we find it easy sometimes to talk about becoming a better business person or you know becoming a better athlete or you know all those things that take practice but when it comes to things related to emotion we we tend to hide a little bit further behind that wall than than we should Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's that's all i got on the topic before this makes me start bleeding (laughs) (laughs) well i appreciate your vulnerability um and thank you for using this space as a way to help others get better Um, And as we wrap up, you know, if this episode helped you in any way, please let us know on any of our social channels, you know, just searching marriage is tougher, Um, leave a message or a comment uh, at our website, marriageistougher.com. We really want this to be a community. We're building a community. Um, So you can be a part of it. Just reach out on any of those mediums and um, we will reach back out. And you can reach out to each other on those platforms as well. And just have a good conversation on what what this episode meant to you or what 
what it means to be a good husband or anything like that. Like we just want to foster a space that's safe for us to talk about the things that we may not talk amongst ourselves and, you know, really let us all know we're not alone in trying to be better husbands. So um, for that, we just thank you for this episode. We'll check you next time. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, marriageistougher.com, or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.